I'm a Camden BRI with Joy Gaze, microbiologist, and Martin George, process technologist, discussing the validation of thermal processing of foods. So Joy, heat is used to kill microorganisms. How do we know how much heat is actually needed? From a traditional processing point of view, you would expose the organisms to a set time and a set temperature. And in the laboratory, we have techniques to define that. Vegetative organisms, vegetative pathogens, for example, salmonella, would require a certain amount of time and temperature. They're a bit more heat sensitive. Whereas bacterial spores, they are much more heat resistant and it's a much more substantial process. So what other factors would influence the death rates of microorganisms? Well, particularly moisture levels. So, for example, if the conditions are moist, the organisms tend to be slightly more heat sensitive as opposed to very dry conditions and they can survive for considerably longer times. And also things like um, high protein, fat content, they'll all influence the heat resistance. So, Martin, what other factors can influence death rate from the processing point of view? On the processing side, the important parts are the uh, distribution of temperature inside the equipment, and also the nature of the food and the package. Notably, the size and shape of the package has a bearing on the amount of heat that gets transferred from the outside to the thermal centre of the food. So there's clearly a large body of information that can be drawn upon to help companies to develop and validate their process. But you've got a new project looking at microbial surrogates. So could you explain firstly, what is a microbial surrogate and why use one? Yeah, well, when, when we're doing process validation, we're looking for a target organism, which is a set most likely to be a pathogen. But a surrogate organism is a harmless organism that can mimic the pathogen, but it can be used in a factory environment or, a, you know, a pilot scale, that sort of thing. We're identifying key areas within thermal processing where microorganisms could be an issue. Then we're matching those with harmless surrogate organisms to be able to validate those specific stages of the process. So in effect, you're looking at the death kinetics of the surrogate and comparing that with the death kinetics of problem microorganisms so that you can match the two together and use the surrogate in replace of the the problem microorganism. Absolutely, and in that way it's in the process environment. So it could be a pilot scale, it could be commissioning stage where you're actually providing data to prove the process is correct and validate it. On our part of the project, we're trying to extend our range of validation services for thermal treatment of foods. Whereas we've got huge experience in terms of validating heat treatment of foods in retorts and cookers, we still want to issue a guideline document to outline how food companies might be able to better control their processes and control validation of heat treatment, be it pasteurization or sterilization, or even cooking or roasting or drying or smoking perhaps. And similarly, from the microbiological perspective, it would add to the services we already provide for key processes using different organisms to demonstrate the safety and microbial reduction in different types of environments. What other kinds of processes and systems is this project relevant to? This is relevant to a wide range of systems. I think uh, we're looking at cook chill systems, cook freeze, pasteurization systems, the cookers, chillers and freezers also as well. It'll all have a a bearing to play on, on the validation we can offer. In addition to the actual processes, it's sort of breaking down the whole system into the raw material and the microbial content that might be there, the preparation stages, the processing itself, but also if there's a hot fill and maybe even the cooling aspects as well, whether if there's microbial potential for issues there. So if I come to you with a new product and I want to be sure it's microbiologically safe, where would you normally start in leading me through that? Okay, well, first of all, we consider the preservation parameters and what the product actually is and what target organism it's been designed to achieve reduction of. Then we'd look at the potential death kinetics in that preservation system. 
if that's appropriate, that can be defined by all of the information, then comment could be made there. Or we might have to look at a suitable surrogate to do some investigation for the company. We'd want to make sure the process that we've identified is actually being delivered to the product. So we would want to look at the temperature distribution, perhaps inside the equipment, and also the way the temperature gets to within the product inside the packaging. And it varies, doesn't it, really, with the, the type of process. So, for example, if it's, if it's a batch retort, thermocouples, very straightforward. But we sometimes also get involved with things like continuous flow processes, where biological validation is included as well, and TTIs and various other techniques, a number of techniques that we can use. Yes, we can validate all kinds of processes, be they batch or continuous, uh, and we have the, the right toolkit to be able to do that and get a safe answer at the end. And in some ways, I suppose, we're talking about a new product that's been developed, a new manufacturing piece of equipment, troubleshooting if something happens that's never happened before, been called in to help people. We have indeed. We develop new products with people very often, and even, in fact, checking on a regular basis that the current process they have is up to the task. Thank you both very much indeed for explaining how the new project will help companies involved in the production of heat-preserved foods.